0: and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I'm excited that you are here to finish out our AAMC MCAT outline for psychology and sociology. Now, if you haven't been following along, we've been going through this outline for a while now because for PsychSoch, especially with our co-host today, Phil from Next Step Test Prep or Blueprint MCAT as it will be soon known as, going through a good brand change and we should start uh, using that new name there, Blueprint MCAT. Phil from Blueprint MCAT, their MCAT tutor, has had extraordinary success helping students score 132s, right? 100%, 100 percentile in the psych section. And this is what he does with students. And we've been doing that on the podcast now for the last few months. So if you haven't been listening, I highly recommend you not only start at the very beginning of the podcast, but if you're just interested in psych soc, go back to the beginning of the psych section, which we started around October of 2019. So go check those out. If you are interested in learning more from Phil, if you are interested in learning more from blueprint MCAT or next step test prep, go to next and check out their course. And now I mentioned their course specifically, number one, they're in the process of relaunching that and and so stay tuned for that uh both on my email list on social media and through next up in and, and blueprints email lists uh but i i got a sneak pre- sneak peek recently and it looks amazing and i mentioned phil because phil is their live office hours person for the course four days out of the five that they do it as as far as right now as we're recording this obviously things change um, But right now, Phil is the tutor for the live online office hours for the course. So go check it out. And if you have any questions, just shoot me an email. Shoot them a phone call or email. You can go find all of their information on their website. Again, nextsteptestprep.com. And you can use the promo code MCATPOD. That's M-C-A-T-P-O-D to save some money off of their full-length exams. I think if you use MCATPOD, TOC uh, T-O-C, I believe is the code, to uh to save some money on their course as well. All right, let's go and jump in and uh and hear from Phil. Phil back for some more MCAT podcasts after a little mini hiatus because apparently we're both super busy. How are you doing today?
1: Good, good. Yeah. Schedules get a little bit crazy <laughs> trying to uh work everything with everybody. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm excited. Today we're gonna like finally wrap up the rest of psychology. We're on like the last section here. We're gonna cross through here. This is a progress or uh, a uh, process. I was talking to a student that um, you know that I've been like interacting with, and they're saying like, "Yeah, I've been listening to all of them since the very beginning of the psych stuff." I'm like, "Oh, what's it been like two or three months?" They're like, no, it was like August. <laughs> and I'm like, "Whoa, we've been talking about like you know ironing out all the kinks and stuff here in psych for quite a while." So. If you uh, go back and listen through those. You guys might be able to pick up a lot of stuff.
0: Um, yeah, lots and lots and lots of psychos. It's funny uh, on social media as we're recording this. We put out a meme yesterday that asked people to respond with what what um, what is the hardest? No, the easiest section of the MCAT and. I think not surprising, I think the large majority said psych was the easiest because it's just so much memorization and and a lot less critical thinking. Uh, Mm -hmm. But but what surprised me is a lot of people said cars. I was like, wow, just people who are really confident readers, uh, strong readers were like, yeah, cars, piece of cake. I didn't study for it, just did well on it.
1: Yeah, cars is one of those sections that it's kind of like, you know, students are just inherently really good at it or really like struggle with it. And so it's kind of like a, a biphasic modality going on with that.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and finish up this psych social um, outline that we've been going through, the double AMC outline here. Again, if you're listening to this, there are no secrets with what's on the MCAT. The double AMC puts out. These documents that have everything that you should know, this is what test prep companies like Next Step use to create their books and courses and everything else. So no secrets here. And we're just going to finish up with this last section about social inequality.
1: Yeah. So there's a little bit of kind of like different stuff going on with like classes and inequalities. And I think most people are comfortable with like, you know, upper class, lower class, middle class, just kind of like the ideas behind that. But there's a couple of special terms here that are a little bit um, kind of like nuanced. I think when most people hear the term capital, they think like money, right? Like I need to invest in something. I need more capital for this or that. Um but there's also other kinds of capital besides financial capital. And the MCAT yeah. tests this idea. There's things like cultural capital and social capital, um, which are topics that like most people don't think about when you hear the term capital. This isn't really what people are are, you know, like running through their mind. But capital overall is something that you can use to get stuff done. And so sometimes, yes, a big pile of money will help you accomplish something. <laughs> but um, there's other things you can do to you know, other like things you can bring to bear to make things work a little bit smoother. So social capital, this is that classic, you know, who do you know, right? Yeah. Like, so, you know, if my best friend was Brad Pitt, I'm going to be able to do stuff that you probably won't be able to do. Um, and it's not that, you know, it's not like a money thing. Cause I'm not like all of a sudden richer because I know somebody, mm-hmm. but, um, that would be a good example of that. Or if my, you know, my dad father was the the governor of Missouri, right? All of a sudden, that's going to make things a little bit easier for one thing versus another.
0: Yeah, the example that I give all the time with social capital, something that I'm actively working on fixing, is uh, students who are lacking social capital. Uh, with access to physicians to get shadowing and clinical experiences and other stuff. And if, if dad's a doctor, mom's a doctor, neighbor's a doctor, then you have that social capital to go knock on a door and say, hey, neighbor Smith, like, uh, can I come shadow you tomorrow? And if you don't have that social capital, you can't do that.
1: Yeah, it makes it a lot lot easier for sure. My mom's a nurse and I definitely took advantage of the social capital there by talking to the doctors that she knew and she was on good terms with and I can kind of like grease the wheels there. But yeah, that is something to kind of like think about. A lot of times students have a little bit of difficulty kind of like reaching into that area, especially if they're completely unfamiliar with it. Yep. Now, another kind of capital is cultural capital. Um, this this is not who you know, but it's more about how society views you. And that's going to allow things, allow you to do things in certain situations versus others. Um, for example, if you look at somebody who, um, like uh, like a garbage man versus a like a, an elementary teacher, mm-hmm. a lot of times their income is not all that different, right? We're not talking like Bill Gates versus me, right, yeah. in that scenario. <laughs> um, and so it's not that there's a lot more like financial difference between those but you know if somebody says like i'm a teacher they might be able to you know like get a better deal on something or you know like somebody who like goes to a you know a like a car dealership and it's like oh, i'm a teacher you know i don't make much money and like uh oh, you know teacher's a very noble profession we will we'll kind of like make that a little bit easier and so it's it's the way that the culture views that scenario. And you can kind of like use that at different times. Um, Perhaps the best example I can think of in my mind of this is my mom, who I've already mentioned as a nurse. Uh, One time she got pulled over for speeding. She may have been going a little bit over the speed (laughs) limit. And the police officer came up and then he saw the like stethoscope. Um, on the passenger seat My, he's like oh are you a nurse or a doctor and she's like oh i'm a nurse and he's like you know what you're fine just go ahead and so she got away without a ticket because she was a nurse and so now she always hangs her stethoscope from her rearview mirror um hopefully she isn't speeding but um she's <laughs> yeah. she's like hoping to you know yeah. like use that cultural capital if, if ever anything ever happens there
0: yeah um I've I've used that once or twice, Uh, not on purpose. I got, Mm -hmm. when I was in medical school in New York City going down for uh, a rotation in the hospital Uh, With a bunch of of medical students where I was driving and I made like an illegal turn, I guess, during some times of the day on certain streets, you can't turn, you can only go straight. And I turned and got immediately pulled over because the cops just stand there and just point at you because they know that (laughs) boneheads like myself are doing that. And as I was going to get my my license, uh, my military ID was under it. And I didn't, like, try to flash it or anything, but he, he saw it. And he's like, are you in the military? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, get out of here. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So cultural capital, social capital, financial capital, all things that you can kind of quote unquote spend um, to yeah. get something done um, in a different scenario. Okay. Um, so other things like social class and like social mobility, you know, like I said, people are pretty comfortable with upper class, lower class, middle class. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's not true for every society. A lot of times there isn't a lot of mobility in between those classes. Like if you're born into a caste system and it's like, like you're born into this social class and you can't move up or move down um, kind of within that category. Yeah. there, um, there's Within this, there's like intergenerational mobility here in the U.S. or and most um, countries and intragenerational mobility. So intergenerational is between – generations, kind of like an interstate goes between states. Um so intergenerational is would be like, you know, if my father was in one social class and I'm in a different social class. And so we have kind of like changing classes within the between these two different generations. Mm-hmm. Um, intragenerational is within a generation. So if you have like I'm in one class and my brother's in a different class and, you know, my classes go up and down and his can kind of go up and down. I can go from like, you know, a poor broke student to, you know, like a, like a physician or something like that. It's definitely some movement between the social classes there. Yeah. And that would be within the generation. So that'll be intra-generational mobility. Okay. The last little bit here of like one of the most confusing things is health disparities and healthcare disparities. And this, this is something that there's a lot of, there's a lot of like viewpoints on this. it's It's actually a little bit tricky to touch on. Um so health disparities, there are disparities in health between races and genders um, and classes. Um, there, there definitely is. And like to pretend that there's not is, could, could become a problem. Um, women have to deal with different things biologically than men do, right? Like if a man's coming in for a pregnancy test, something's gone wrong. Right. Um, within classes like lower class has, um, higher rates of, you know, heart disease and things like that, anything related to stress. Um, they have a lot more issues there. Um, but then also between races, like certain races have certain genetic diseases. Uh, more common than others mm-hmm. um, for example sickle cell anemia you see in the african-american population you don't really see that um, in the like you know other like Caucasian um, yeah. race so there is differences between health between the classes and you can't just like paint everyone with the same brush you kind of like need to look into like past um, you know like you know, genders and and race and like everything kind of like all of that when figuring out what's going on with healthcare yeah. but there's also healthcare disparities And this is a little bit different and this is the way people are treated between gender and class and race. Mm -hmm. And this this maybe is not as quite as benign as the idea of like health disparities between between groups. Um, Sometimes people are treated differently. When they go in, you know, it's like, I don't want to say that this is the way it should be. It's not, but issues come up where people are treated differently. Yeah. Well, even, even
0: one, one specific example, someone listening to potentially what you just said about a man coming in for a pregnancy test, something went wrong there. Well, if, if that is a transgender man who still has uh, a uterus and ovaries to produce eggs then maybe nothing went wrong there. It's it's a a transgender man who still has the ability to have a baby. So uh, in right. in today's <laughs> day and age, that yes. awareness for physicians and nurses and PAs and all of this stuff, we we need to, and that that comes down to healthcare disparities, right? The transgender population has a lot of uh, healthcare disparities because of a lot of negative bias towards them uh, among among healthcare providers and other people in society.
1: Right. Especially in kind of like my neck of the woods, like rural Missouri, rural Nebraska, where I did a lot of, (laughs) you know, kind of work there. There's absolutely some kind of like disparities. Um, But even beyond that, like between gender, this is like a really interesting thing. And there is some basis for why things are this way, but doctors tend to pay more attention to men complaining of an issue than women I'm not saying that's the way it should be because there's definitely some problems where women have had issues and they go in and they're like hey like listen i I'm in pain and the doctor's like ah eh, whatever you're fine I suck it up yeah, yeah I, just,
0: I do that to my wife all the time <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> stop whining
1: yeah but there is something to this idea and once again kind of like touching on my like Little like micro culture here. Um, The men in my area are basically like taught from like as a child. Like you don't you don't complain, right? Like to to complain is to show weakness, to show that you are you know, like a sissy or something like that. And like, you're not, you're not like, you gotta be a strong man. Mm -hmm. Um, the example of my grandfather actually fell and broke his back and then didn't go to the hospital for four days. Um, and he's like hallucinating and things like that as he's like leaking CSF and all sorts of like issues there. And it was like a really like, like go to the doctor. (laughs) Um, so you might imagine that like, if, Somebody goes into the physician. You know, a big, burly, three hundred pound man is covered in tattoos, and he's like, "Listen, my my stomach hurts. Like, i I have this like abdominal pain here." Um, that might get taken a little bit more seriously than you know, a stay at home mom who comes in and says, "Like, oh, I have ab- abdominal pain." You got to be really careful because I'm not saying that this is how it should be, but this is how it it is, um, and like this happens where doctors and physicians will pay more attention to some people versus others. Mm-hmm. Um, And so just kind of like being aware of that, not just within like genders like this, but classes. Races, and races,
0: right? That's Absolutely. Very, very much in the news a lot lately is is the the maternal death rate, uh, like postpartum death rate of African American women versus uh, white women, and and what happens there. And uh, Serena Williams uh, giving birth recently and and having a DVT and complaining, and people are like, ah, not a problem. And uh, we only got one part of the story, but but definitely the data backs it up.
1: Yeah another side of that is just healthcare access mm-hmm. um with like between classes the the lower class a lot of times you can't afford to go to the doctor mm-hmm. right it's just too expensive versus you know if i'm Warren Buffett's son or Bill Gates' son, all of a sudden, like, yeah, if I have a stomach ache okay, I'm going to go to the doctor, right? Yeah. I might, like, like, talk to my physician who's going to come out to my health, come out to my house to check on my health, the, uh, like, concierge medicine yeah. versus, um, you know, if I, like, don't have insurance and I'm just like, you know, I've got a, like, a boil that's, like, leaking um, fluid and I'm just like, nope, not, not going, can't afford it. Um, and so that's something to be aware of as well.
0: Yeah. So, let's uh, rewind a little bit and talk about um talk about the the questions potentially from uh, how uh, everything that we just discussed so with with the double amc with how the test writers are writing questions talking like going rewinding going back to capital what does a question like that look like uh when when they're trying to get you to potentially and, and maybe this isn't what they're going after but potentially deciding is this social capital is this cultural capital is like how are they testing these concepts
1: Well, with cultural capital, social capital, that sort of thing, I can see them much more likely doing like a full discrete question or a pseudo discrete, where it's like maybe kind of tied to the passage, but really it's just testing to know if you understand these terms. Um, Like they'll say like, you know, a priest, you know, really wants to build a house in this area. um, And because he's a priest, he's able to. Right. Mm. Like they allow him to kind of like build a house when normally you have to have some like qualifications that he maybe doesn't meet. And they would ask kind of like, what kind of capital is he using in order to make that happen? Mm. And that would definitely be, um, what would be your thoughts on that one?
0: Hmm. Ask that one more time.
1: So a priest trying to get into a, like, let's say like a hard to get into neighborhood and he wants to build a house there and he doesn't hit hit the qualifications, but because he's a priest, they Mm. let him in. Cultural capital. Yeah, it's going to be cultural capital. So it's yeah. just the way that people view like religious figures and things like that. Yeah. Um, now, if one of his parishioners is like, you know, the head of the HOA in that area, <laughs> then that would be social capital. But in this case, the the, the way that it's presented, it's cultural capital. Okay. Um, the other things, this like healthcare disparities and health disparities, this, these this is the kind of thing that the MCAT likes to write passages about. Mm -hmm. um, And some of the like their practice materials and things like this talking about the way that um, like a medical student or a like resident or like a full physician is treating like certain people in certain scenarios. You have this kind of like big passage with lots of data and studies on this. And like, let's say people are treating, you know, people who are overweight different um, Mm -hmm. and like, you know, like, Ignoring the, like, what's going on with that because of some implicit bias um, towards being distrustful of people who are overweight or poor or women or, you know, of a certain race. Um, Those are really, it's really easy to find studies. On those and so as a result those things are really easy to write like a passage about because there's lots of data and the MKR really likes to do like data based passages and so you're much more likely when it comes to health disparities and healthcare disparities be dealing with like a big passage it's got a lot of questions kind of like down to analyzing the data yeah so with those it's not there's not kind of like the little like oh this is the answer that is the answer um, like it's it's easy to like look at cultural, financial, and social capital and break those apart into like multiple answer choices for a question. Okay. With health and healthcare disparities, that's a little bit more difficult. But you want to be kind of like comfortable with the ideas of this because these are the sorts of things that the MCAT is going to want to give a lot of a lot of questions on overall.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Lots of good stuff there. All right, so let's wrap up big picture briefly just the psych so psych social section right we've spent a a lot of time (laughs) it's the worst thing to say that in rural rural for me is really hard to say yeah um as as students have hopefully listened to this whole batch of episodes and and prepared to get there 132 in the psych social section um what's what's some high level kind of wrap up here to to move forward
1: well, I think it's important to just kind of like think about why we, we were going through this. You know, psych, social is incredibly high yield. Um, like forgetting sociology, just the psychology section, the psychology, you have more questions than um, chemistry and physics combined. You have like you have you know, you're going to have like 38 psychology questions on test day versus like 15 physics questions. I know a lot of students that are tossing and turning and want to study like tons and tons of physics because they have nightmares and they're traumatized by their physics courses, but they kind of aren't worrying about psych. I also think psych is one of the easiest ways to increase your score like quickly, Mm -hmm. because as every, a lot of people are like, You know, kind of underestimating psych because they're traumatized by orgo and physics and they want to spend a lot of time on that stuff. And so as a result, I think a lot of students are not spending that much time on psych.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And as a result, because of the way that the MCAT is scored, it's a way to like differentiate yourself from your peers because the way the MCAT is scored, you are measured against your peers, not just strictly on how many questions you get correct or incorrect. Yep. So if there's an area where a lot of students are kind of neglecting it and that there's a lot of questions on it, if you spend a little bit more time on that, you're going to differentiate your score quite a bit more. And so you might get more return for that that time investment, okay. right? the investment of your chronologic capital, if you will. It's mm-hmm. a new kind of capital we just made up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I like it okay so just get out there study psych sos, increase your score get those points and move yeah. on to the next one
1: yeah i should mention i just got a batch of scores back from students um from taking the test in january and students are still killing it in psych and it's exciting and basically we're doing just what we're doing here um just going through this psych outline talking through all these terms yeah. um i got a couple of students that got in the 520s so that's exciting nice
0: all right. Well, good job, and um, hopefully people can uh, can get some good good information from these and, and get their five twenties. Yeah. All right. So there you have it another great episode for you closing out the double AMC MCAT outline for psychology and sociology. Stay tuned next week. If you don't subscribe to this podcast and you're just kind of picking and choosing which episodes to listen to, I highly recommend number one, you subscribe and number two, that you listen next week because we're going to really dive into building a study plan, which is so important for the MCAT. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT podcast.